It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. This is Colonel Rhett John, Colonel R.E.T. John, on the National Security Hour on this segment. We're going to cover this uh, unbelievable assault by Hamas across the border into Israel. So we're seeing unfolding this uh, unbelievable assault across the border from the uh, Gaza Strip into Israel primarily, but it appears there's also rocket firing from uh, multiple locations from the West Bank, even from the north into Israel. Uh, this assault uh, appears to have uh, caught the Israeli defense forces off guard and a little bit about the, the Gaza Strip. It's kind of in the bottom left corner of uh, Israel. Uh, it's, uh, it's primarily controlled by Hamas, which is uh, a Sunni, uh, Sunni uh, 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 group uh, uh, aligned. But it's really, in many ways, it's aligned with Iran. You got it. When you say Hamas, you have to look at uh, Iran. And uh, that's primarily who's funding this this area. It's about two about 2.3 million people about 140 square miles you know that's about you know about 12 by 12 miles it's not it's about 40 kilometers long 24 25 on on the ocean side on the on the uh, mediterranean it has about a seven eight mile long border with uh, egypt uh, and it's it's kind of bulges the bottom and then gets narrow for a while and then yeah, gets a little wider at the top. Uh, I mean, primarily Palestinians, because uh, of the conflicts that have occurred, uh, have been moved there. Uh, the, the Gaza Strip is uh, is a mess, and and if you look at the functions of the United Nations, um, there's an absolute inordinate amount of time and resources spent by the UN uh, on administering and overseeing and providing humanity. What air quote humanitarian assistance to the gaza strip but it's it's a jobs program it's and having had to work with the un on a number of occasions as a, a army uh, special operations officer civil affairs and psyop uh, <clears throat> the un uh is often not interested in solving problems they are interested in milking problems for as long as possible so some may not be happy with the uh, creation of uh, Israel in 1948 by the UN. Uh, this is uh, the flip side of that, uh, this perpetual never-ending conflict that will never end as long as we just create, uh, just continue to fund this, this morass of unemployment and anger in the Gaza Strip. If they're not solving anything, there's no pathway to normalization of anything. Uh, it just hatred simmering hatred that the un is funding uh uh in the in this the gaza strip it's so what has happened here over this unfolding is this 
lightning assault at multiple points from the Gaza Strip into into Israel. It looks like about nine major. Uh, there's many many targets for the uh, the rockets fired from. Uh, uh, in a coordinated fashion from the uh, Gaza Strip into Israel, but also it appears from the West Bank and also in the north. Uh, and you got to look at this. This whole assault was created by Joe Biden and his Iranian-penetrated team who are just hell-bent on, on um, enabling Iran and Hamas is a proxy of Iran. Iran is a proxy of China at this point in time. And the uh, Joe Biden's Iran negotiation teams are, are just penetrated um, by uh, by Iranian, uh, looks like uh, actually paid off personnel. And uh, it just it's just bizarre. Uh, but that's what we're dealing with in this occupant of the White House. Uh, they just have this obsession uh, on uh, on Iran and giving them money, and this is what essentially um, um, this this is essentially what uh, um, has caused this is the most recent early, uh, uh, release of money, and um, so with. Uh, this court, what I saw was clearly a coordinated assault. Um, and um, at multiple points, we're, we're looking at uh, essentially eight uh, points. The, the, the cluster seems to be the greatest in kind of the, the northeast corner um, of the Gaza Strip uh, with Iran. And uh, and there's also this incredible uh, looks like a paragliding assault into Israel. Included uh, there was an a rave festival going on at Kibbutz Raim, which is kind of uh, midway along the uh, the border, and it's uh, roughly about six to eight miles into uh into israel but uh just uh you look up at the daily mail and they're reporting uh, they have some uh just in uh, just tragic photos and it looks cartoonish but it's very deadly of uh, these uh, trained paragliders uh paraglider is where you have a, a a very distinct shaped parachute that is designed for navigation uh, and you have uh, you can literally strap a propeller onto your back with a small engine, uh, or it can be kind of a, 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 tr a tricycle type uh, uh, vehicle, just a very simple rudimentary tricycle type vehicle. And it appears that uh, some of these tricycle type vehicles had a, a machine gun on the front, like a 7.62 caliber. Uh, had two personnel and uh, just a, a cluster of them flew in to this rave festival and just caused uh, mass death destruction. Uh, they actually uh, seemed to have kidnapped. Now, I don't know if they've been able to take hostages back into the Gaza Strip uh, from this uh, assault in, at uh, the rave festival at Kibbutz Raim, but other areas, I think Sterot and the top 
uh, northeast corner is the location where because uh, it's it's a it's a uh, 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 a small town uh, bustling town uh, really within just uh, 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 you know a half a mile uh, of the uh, uh, border strip. And again, the uh, the assault seemed to be. Uh, this was a, in military terms, American military terms, this was a uh, a rehearsed, complex breaching operation where they used heavy equipment excavators to move in advance of ground forces, ground columns of uh, of just a just a mob of uh, Palestinian uh, Palestinian terrorists to uh to pre-cut sections of the fence and they use the construction equipment to knock down or lift up the fence as this uh mob uh human wave surged across the border and uh this is uh this is about eight points along the border there's one place beyond uh it's about potentially about 10 to 15 miles inside at Ofakim on the far side of Kibbutz Raim, again, about mid the long border with Israel, about midway along there. So there is reports that they actually were able to go all the way to Ofakim. So I don't know if that was paragliding. I don't know if those were uh, uh, truck-mounted, uh, vehicle-mounted uh, terrorists who made a lightning assault all the way to Ofakim. But there's numerous hostage situations going on. And so, unfortunately, some of these places, it looks like they brought the hostages back into the Gaza Strip. And once they're back into the, the chaos of the Gaza Strip, that's really, it's so tunneled. There's so many safe houses. It's so booby-trapped. It's going to be really hard to get the hostages back that have been taken back into the Gaza Strip. But the the Gaza Strip uh, uh, are going to have a long sea, uh, roughly about 40 kilometers long, roughly about 24 to 26 miles long along the Mediterranean. Uh, you've got uh, a border with Egypt, and that's where a lot of the uh, infiltration of bomb-making material comes across the Egyptian border. Uh, in tunnels, uh, breaches in the wall, uh, corrupt paid off guards look the other way. So that's where a lot of the, uh, the material comes from. Also along that very, where that, that Egyptian border hits the Mediterranean, you just slip around the edge there. And then there's boats that, uh, uh across, uh, that come into the water. Now, Israel, uh, aggressively patrols the, the ocean side aspect. Uh, and attempts to interdict uh, the the uh, insertion of uh, uh, bomb making material, arms, ammunition, other such uh, other such uh, cargoes, but it's it's hard. It's not perfect. And uh, what I think is also interesting is the possible role of uh, the narco subs that uh, you know we, we have a. A lot of people. I was with Michael Yan and and Vandersteel in Panama, and, and explained to them the narco sub situation that's going on between Colombia and the west coast of the United States and the west coast of uh, west coast of Mexico. Um, just these very sophisticated narco subs in the desert, or excuse me, in the jungle of uh, Colombia, moving uh, was cocaine. Now fentanyl is the is the prize cargo, but uh, a lot of Iranian influence activities, Iranian engineering. The Iranians are 
spend a lot of time mimicking our equipment. Uh, very, they're very good at mimicking, um, and it's it looks shoddy somewhat, but it's getting better. And Iranian roles in the narco sub production, and which I think have a nexus here. Where are they running them from? The narco subs, maybe parts of Cyprus. Cyprus, uh, you know, we have we have base. Ba- uh, ba- basing activities there in the in the uh, the United Kingdom still has sovereign base elements there, which we also uh, uh, use. Uh, we don't really have permanent basing there, but we use pretty heavily. But there's a lot of ungoverned parts of Cyprus, and Cyprus is one of those places, like Malta, like Panama. A uh, large amount of international money laundering comes out of the ungoverned spaces of Cyprus. So my curiosity and and reasonable conclusion is some are some of the narco subs carrying uh carrying material uh, war material to hamas is that coming from cyprus and the israelis again are trying to create a cordon uh, around um around the gaza strip but it's just like in any prison operation uh you're gonna have ingenious prisoners are always gonna figure out ways to sneak things in one way or another whether it's corrupt guards they're always gonna find the vulnerabilities you know if only they'd spent more and more time in life just trying to trying to uh um, build build a a lawful life instead they're in prison figuring out ways to sneak things into prison and same thing here. I'm not calling the Gaza Strip a prison. It's kind of self-created, uh, but it just it is a uh, the globalists milk and the WEF and the UN milk the Gaza Strip situation. It's it's a it's a just a high, very high unemployment. They live you know the predominance of their life and sustenance comes from the UN. So it's just the UN having to deal with the UN. They have no interest in solving problems. They only have an interest in milking problems and making sure they continue on into, uh, uh, um, perpetually and into, into perpetuity. But uh, the uh, the sudden coordinated onslaught uh, in 1973, there was the Yom Kippur War, where Egypt uh, under Sadat, uh, Syria, uh, Hafez Assad, uh, they did a coordinated assault, which really caught the Israeli Defense Forces uh, napping. And it was bad. It was bad. There also we had a lot of uh, uh, writing and analysis that the Soviets actually had nukes on on a ship or ships uh, in the harbor in uh, uh, Port Said, and 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 uh, uh, that they had nukes that they were going to give to the uh, to the Egyptians uh, to uh, to def- to potentially nuke Israel, and that's where Nixon made the uh, the decision: we will not let Israel fall. And within days, a few days, we were driving uh, uh, f- a fully loaded M48 and M60 tanks, uh, fueled and uh, loaded with ammunition. We don't normally fly like that, right onto C5s, and we flew them straight to Israel. And with minutes, they were Israeli crews immediately came on, rolled the rolled the uh, aircraft off, or excuse me, rolled the tanks off. And with minutes, we were in uh, we were in they were in combat. So we. Nixon decided we will not let, uh, and we would use nukes if necessary, uh, but it caught the Israeli Defense Forces off guard, and it seems that's what happened here. I saw this one scene of a tank, 
It initially looked like a, a, one of their advanced Merkava tanks. Upon closer inspection, it looked perhaps like one of their older Centurion tanks. Uh, they, they're, Israelis are very, very good at keeping their equipment going and modernizing it. And Centurion tanks are 50 years old, but they're still very good tanks. And uh, they've been up-armored and uh, uh, new new communication equipment, new new barrels, new, new ammunition, new everything. But I think that's the one that they were shown dancing. And a tank is extremely vulnerable uh, especially when it's by itself especially when it's slow moving uh, tanks are not good patrol vehicles if you know how to mount a tank you can be on a tank real quick and drop a grenade in the hatch or shoot the driver and the or the tank commander in the head and uh and uh essentially destroy the tank so uh i saw that one the tank being overwhelmed but that just shows the israelis uh, uh where this caught them by surprise and if only our own intelligence israeli intelligence but our own intelligence were spending more time focused on threats like this instead of going after school moms at school board meetings um, I, I don't think this would have happened but a lot of this was because of joe biden at six billion dollars him and his team um uh, released uh, and released to Iran. This is what it's all about. And uh, Rob Malley, uh, who was Biden's chief Iran envoy, has been uh, taken off of uh, duty, placed on leave, had a security clearance pulled because it seems like uh, the whole Biden team has been penetrated by Iran. So thank you, Joe Biden. This more misery because of Joe and his team. So more to follow, more to come on this story. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. 
Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Hi, this is Colonel Retired John Mills, and we're back. And uh, during this segment, we're going to talk about Panama. And I just had a wonderful trip uh, to Panama. Uh, there was uh, Michael Yon and Ann Vandersteel were down there, and uh, they contacted me, and they they said. Uh, do you, would you want to come down? And uh, I said, I, I do. I, I would I would love to. I had many years of service, uh, but I'm kind of a I'm a Middle East person. I'm a I'm a uh, <clears throat> I'm a Europe person. I'm an Asia person. Uh, and uh, you know, been at the combat commands, been at the Joint Staff, the Office of Secretary of Defense, the White House, but I've never been in Panama. So I would love to come to Panama. And it was an absolutely incredible experience uh, going down there. And one thing I was shocked at was um, it's a shorter flight from Washington, D.C. to uh, <clears throat> Panama City than it is from Washington, D.C. to Seattle, my hometown. And uh, I was just kind of shocked. Uh, and when you go down there, you also fly right over Cuba. So you feel like uh, it's the uh, um, Cuban Missile Crisis and you're flying right over Cuba. I did not know that. But you know, Cuba gets uh, overflight, uh, overflight fees. Uh, so uh, they're happy to uh, oppress their people and still get overflight fees. Um, but uh, so went down there. And of course, the great Michael Yon and Ann Vandersteel have been doing incredible reporting on the migrant hordes, the unlawful, uh, illegal migrants coming up through the Darien Gap. Um, that's an important, very important story, and it is it is an invasion, and uh, this is where also a lot of Chinese nationals, Chinese nationals, and you've got to look at them closely. But it's really kind of obvious uh, with these Chinese nationals. Um, some might be able trying to escape the regime in China, uh, and things are really bad in China. That might be a possibility. But others, um, others, I think they are something else, and uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit here. But. So when they called and told me to come on down, uh, I said, I, I do have this one window, if that'll work. And my primary focus, though, was the Panama Canal. I needed to know and kind of get it um, um, from on the ground um, what was going on, what was going on. And um, so went down there again hosted by this one uh, uh, this uh, one wonderful family one family um retired uh, american military i'm not going to name their name because i didn't ask them specific permission if i could use their name uh and uh, then another another american uh, uh family down there related to the 
operation of the former pan of the former American canal. But we did a complete did a complete ground recon uh, on a vehicle from one end to the other of the Panama Canal. We also uh, spent a lot of time on the water uh, uh, in the Panama Canal, and we also spent uh, also spent some time doing an aerial recon. Uh, so we want to really look at it close and understand what's going on. But let's first of all, I wrote on my Substack, Colonel Rhett John's Substack, my Panama After Action Report, and. Uh, so uh, uh, by all means, uh, please go there and uh, you can get a copy of this. But first and foremost, uh, what's going on is Panama has is just being overwhelmed by these this this just torrent, this wave of illegal immigrants coming up through the Darien Gap. The Darien Gap is is kind of through the hills, is kind of a. a and, and a point through, there's a large, dense jungle between Panama and Colombia, and there's a good reason for that. It's always intended to be there as kind of a blocking, an obstacle to keep exactly what's going on, uh, keep uh, Im unlawful immigration out of coming up through Central America to America, but one of the big important reasons was to stop infectious diseases stop infectious diseases when you know isn't that an interesting idea you know back in back in the old days uh, things like this were taken seriously and it, and for good reason uh we just saw the abject silliness uh, and and actually evil collusion and uh, evil nefarious behavior during um the days of the Wuhan virus uh, and uh, the Fauci-led response. Uh, Fauci himself needs to be held to account. Uh, he was in on it. It was clear. We got the we got the emails now. Even him traveling out to CIA to stop things, and uh, you know, we got the emails. He was actually going out to the CIA, and that's 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 another story in itself. We now have. It looks like up to uh, potentially six CIA whistleblowers who were essentially silenced uh, when the CIA stood up a team to look at the uh, source of the virus. And uh, they, six of them uh, uh, felt there was at least a, at least a low confidence level that uh, the virus originated out of the Wuhan lab. Um, even low confidence level is an important uh, bar, uh, but some might have had a higher, but higher uh, uh, impression of the information. But what happened? Uh, the senior person on the seven-person team out overruled the six, and uh, essentially they spent uh, the next two to three years trying to buy these folks off with promotions and annual bonuses. You know, civil servants they get an annual bonus of anywhere from about fifteen hundred dollars to about three to four thousand, something like that. So that may sound like a lot, may sound like not a lot uh, to a government employee. That that is a lot, and uh, so they're trying to buy them off. But yeah, okay. So Panama is being overwhelmed, overwhelmed, and that you know it takes about twenty-three buses to move a thousand folks, and we saw we saw buses pretty regularly on the Pan American Highway heading north. 
pretty sure that was uh, that was the illegals heading north. And there's three to five thousand a day. So at roughly 23, 24, 25, let's just round it off to 25 buses. That's for 3,000, that's 75 buses a day heading north, 75 buses a day. And, uh, you know, so it's, uh, uh, you know, 125 buses a day at 5,000. But Panama is uh, is being crushed because there are some of those who are staying out of this illegal entry. And, and Panama is paying for the basic sheltering food medical care and we're not we're not reimbursing them we're just uh biden team is just winking and nodding and saying hey come now there's a recent development where now he's building that wall we'll see what happens but first and foremost panama is being overwhelmed by uh the, these uh the, the illegals now the second finding uh for the for the trip down to panama is chinese influence activities are just pervasive in panama panama i mean it was a treaty uh it did take three quarters of the senate to ratify the handing over of the canal joe biden was one of those who voted in favor of the handover i mean they only won by one vote um but there's nothing in the trees that we had to leave. Nothing in the trees said Americans had to disappear. And that's the problem. And I think a lot of the failure is on the State Department side because we just left. And we just uh, just had this uh, smarmy viewpoint. Oh, they don't like us. They're not really happy with us. No, the Panamanians lie, are, 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 are mostly pro-American. You've got a hardcore left, uh, hardcore left-wing group. Um, you do have, you know, some. There were some cases during the invasion where we, uh, yeah, okay, we had a lot of firepower trying to pursue this this manual noriega guy but he was he was not liked he was a hated thug uh, th tens of thousands of panamanians were disappeared under under manuel noriega a very bad person they wanted americans we left in the 90s nothing said we had to leave we created a vacuum and uh, china said okay you're gonna leave this is your front yard we're gonna come on in so we created that vacuum so the third point is Panama really wants America back. They really want to see America back. Um, and the Panama Canal is in a state of crisis right now. Uh, the Panama Canal, the, the Panamanians, uh, the new the new Panama Canal Authority called the ACP, uh, uh, acronym from the Spanish uh, name, um, but the ACP, um they've done a wonderful job of expanding the locks wonderful job but they are but the, the locks uh the old locks the new locks all depend on gravity and gravity of fresh water coming from lake gatun which is fed by uh, madden dam which creates a large reservoir and um there's a real challenge. They're in. Uh, they're in a. There is El Nino season, uh, which is a dry season. Uh, they're in that now, and that's a multi-year, five to eight-year period. Things like that, and they are really, really low in water. Every time those 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 locks open. Um, that flushes that that volume of water out into the Pacific or to the Atlantic, and it's lost. And uh, it's about 85 feet higher. The surface of Lake Gatun is roughly 85 feet higher. It's dropping a bit um, than the uh, sea level, but um, um, 
uh, they lose a lot of water. Um, it's a, I think there's a civil engineering aspect to it. Uh, maybe perhaps they misjudge the amount of water that was taken uh, with each uh, each uh, cycling of the of the locks. Um, but it's a, it's a significant issue. Uh, they, they designed the new locks with the purpose of being able to fit the the fifty uh, uh, the fifty foot draft. That's the depth of the ship of the new twenty thousand TEU twenty foot equivalent unit unit uh, ships um, that are really now becoming the mainstay of. Uh, the uh, movement, the maritime movement of containers. Um, and then that's that 50 feet is deep. So they had to do some extra dredging, a fully loaded uh, care American carrier Nimitz or Ford. I mean, I think it's hitting about 36, 37, 38 feet, 50 feet is deep, but because of the water shortage, they're, uh, they're limiting the ships to 42 feet, which means the ships have to come in light or they have to offload uh, and or they have to offload containers on one end and have them sent to the other end. Very inefficient. They really, it, it's very expensive to offload and then transit and then reload. Just ridiculous. Um, but there's, so there's a huge problem, huge problem. And I wouldn't be surprised. I also put out another article on the Substack about DJI drone. And my concern is, it appears that the the DJI drone uh, they cooperate with um, they 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 work closely with the ACP the Panama Canal Authority in airspace management over the canal and that uh, looks like perhaps they're geofencing the canal on behalf of the canal. So what? Who cares? What does that mean? Well, it has all kind of possible implications and branches and sequels that there's some kind of an interface with DJI with the Panama Canal Commission. Uh, they might be able to see in uh, and have elevated elevated um, uh, administrator uh, uh, access and privileges to the network of the canal, which means they might be able to use the the DJI intersection, and it might be Huawei. There's and it could very well be Huawei involved in this, but that gives them access inside the network, which means they could be a st status and uh, uh, maybe even uh, maybe even adjust the uh, locks, and maybe they could uh, just just very almost imperceptibly uh, uh, help increase the flow of water out. You know, why, why would China want to do that? Don't they depend on trade with us? Well, that's, that's diminishing. And I think it's Kyle Bass has been showing that their, their China is act as going schizophrenic and doing many things that are not in their market interest. So they're far more concerned with being able to drain and block the canal, drain and block the canal. And is the DJI slash Huawei infrastructure allowing uh, allowing them a decisive uh, at, uh, visibility perch to see what's going on on the canal? And if they needed to, they could shut down the canal. And that takes 50% of the American Navy off the table. People say, okay, so what? You just go around south around. Uh, go south and go around the tip of South America. 
Well, that's, that adds about 30 days to the transit uh, to get out to the Western Pacific. Because uh, again, if you lose the canal, you're going to lose 50% of the U.S. Navy. 50% of the U.S. Navy, maybe even greater, because we're already weighing some of our ships over, over uh, onto, the, onto the Pacific now. So I'm just concerned that between DJI and Huawei, that China potentially has the, the ability to play with uh, pumps and valves and doors and caissons and just imperceptibly continue to drain the fat of the canal at a faster pace. Um, you know, the common talking point, ah, global warming, ah, climate change, that's a bunch of hooey. Something else is in play here. So the fourth point about Panama is the decisive role that a U.S. ambassador plays at all times, all times. The key person on the ground in any country representing American interests is always the ambassador. And we have an ambassador down there. We haven't had one for a while, but they uh, they just got installed earlier this year, uh, early uh, 2023. But what is their top priority? transgenderism transgenderism you know the the path- the poor people of panama and panama is one of the better economies in central and south america well, probably one of the best but they still are very impoverished poor and struggling because of a lack of american companies american business interests uh, and and <clears throat> we just left again nothing in the tree sent me to leave the U.S. ambassador should be down there advocating for America, advocating for America and getting uh, the, the people of Panama. They need power. They need bridges. They need roads. They need a sewage system. They need a postal system. We need to have Bechtel, Parsons, Jacobs, AECOM down there uh, doing infrastructure uh, projects, have the American government guarantee the loans. The last one is we America needs to return with demonstrable events that build partnership and sideline um, uh, China in, uh, in, in, uh, oh, oh, just uh, at Fort, the old Fort Clayton. It just made, made, made me want to puke seeing all the UN uh, entities occupying the wonderful, almost brand new buildings when we turned them over at Fort Clayton. It's a hub for WEF and, and uh, UN activities but we left but we need to return we need to return and you know it'd be great we need to sponsor ufc wwe rumble in the jungle at the former trump tower and then maybe even doing one in taiwan but it was great down there uh we need to take action now and uh again thank you to michael yan and vander Steele, and all this is on colonel Rhett john on substack the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. 
Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Welcome, everyone. This is Colonel Retired John Mills. Colonel Rhett John, welcome to the National Security Hour. And tonight, this is uh, this is my first broadcast, so I'm honored and excited to be here. I just want to introduce myself a bit. Uh, so for those of you who do not know me, I'm Colonel Retired John Mills, and I have 30-plus uh, years of national security service, uh, well, well beyond 30 years. Stop counting at 30, uh, but uh, it's been an honor. I've been through a, a number of phases of our post-World War II history. I like to call it the uh, started in the in the late, uh, well, during the Reagan days of the Cold War. So the Cold War, which transitioned into the peace dividend of the 90s, which next went into the war on terror phase uh, with 9-11, which then kind of uh, took two more evolutions the way I look at it. The uh, first, it kind of became uh, the world in chaos uh, with the uh, ascendancy of uh, 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 Barack Obama to the White House. Then a, a brief golden period uh, with uh, President Donald J. Trump, and now we're into the... Uh, uh, that was the world in chaos, and now we're into the uh, with the current occupant of the White House. We're into the uh, great power showdown and the battle to save our republic. So, been in service this time, uh, multiple combat tours, both in uh, and and service in uniform, um, uh, both active uh, and and reserve. Uh, uh, just been quite an honor, but also as a senior civilian for the uh, U.S. government, and I retired in 2018 as the uh, as the Director of Cybersecurity 
policy, strategy, and international affairs. And it was uh, quite a ride, quite a ride. Uh, so, but I got to see a lot of things firsthand. And uh, so that's about me, but uh, uh, that also just kind of goes into my book, War Against the Deep State, waragainstthedeepstate.com. Now, this is the second book I had, I've had uh, i put out here. Uh, very late last year, early this year, I uh, put out The Nation Will Follow. Uh, uh, and so that, uh, Steve Bannon wrote the forward for that. I was honored uh, by that. Um, <clears throat> It was about my time realizing I had colleagues spying on candidate Trump and then waging a full-blown coup against president-elect and uh, president Trump into this very day is what we're facing an out of control deep state, which is why I wanted to give more information in book two. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it was, it was bad. It was really bad. Uh, but uh, we do have at least one arrest. I gave a lot of information, uh, made a number of statements. I had to update them several times to the Durham investigation. We do have this one person uh, charged with multiple felonies, uh, Charles McGonigal, former former director of counterintelligence at the New York field office, the largest, largest uh, office, uh, field office of the uh, FBI. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, so guess who was, uh, so this was the, this was the guy who was feeding us in early 2016 when all of a sudden at these high level meetings, we start hearing Russia, 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 Trump, Trump, Trump. That was Charles McGonigal. And so we got him. He's not, he's not gone to trial. He's not convicted yet. Uh, he hopefully should be, but let's, but book two is war against the deep state. And, uh, in uh, in war against the deep state, I wanted to get into and explain the mass surveillance system that has been established and set up. Uh, and I was part of this operation, so I do know it uh, fairly well. And I was kind of ground zero of uh, I was the senior Department of Defense representative and in the interagency to the stand up of this program from 2007 to 2014. It was started with good reasons good purposes lawful reasons and uh you know i got a quite experienced at running the action packages to stand up a number of interesting uh events uh, uh, operations and programs always you got to know your legal parameters you got to know your legal basis uh what we're what we're seeing out of the government right now is i have no idea what they're what DHS CISA is citing uh, for uh, for their, their their want their desperate want to just uh, target silence and censor the American citizen just absolutely shameful. And I want to go into the surveillance state. That's what the book is about. Really, the foundations of the surveillance state, but also the uh, unlawful fourth, fifth, and sixth branches of government. Yes, we, we learned in civics school, for those of you who actually took a quality civics program before the era of uh, Howard Zinn and uh, all the little mush heads that got uh, got their, their brains warped by the Howard Zinn view of, of America and American history. Uh, there's only three lawful branches of government, but we, we, we've now seen the rise of a fourth, fifth, and sixth branches of government that are absolutely uh, unlawful and unconstitutional. These are the uh, 
The fourth branch of government is the administrative state, the administrative state. And there's actually a little bit of a legal foundation uh, for this one. It's called the uh, 1946 Administrative Procedures Act. And uh, what what, what this law did and what all legislation is supposed to do, and I've written a number of pieces of legislation, had my pen on a lot of pieces of legislation, is, uh, you know, there's... They're supposed to help things with legislation, but uh, we're seeing more and more unintended consequences. Government legislation, you normally get one of several things. Unintended consequences, uh, higher prices, poorer selection, and uh, uh, more of the same misery. So uh, you always need to pressure test these and red team these pieces of legislation to really walk through what if and if then scenarios and people rarely do it. They, they don't do it. Uh, that's, that's a quality piece of legislation. Uh, you should be doing that, but people really don't do it. They, they don't, they, they're just so busy. Uh, the staffers are so busy just writing things down. Uh, most of the time the staffers are God bless them working hard, but just because you're working hard doesn't mean you're actually contributing value or making progress. You're just creating chaos by working hard. Uh, but yeah, that's the, the, the Administrative Procedures Act is supposed to, uh, that's what happens when you pass a law. It's not quite in the tone uh, or tenor or text that you can actually make it into a regulation. And that's where you get the public comment period. It has to, it has to flow into regulation. And the, and, and, and the problem is this often is becoming de facto law in itself far more than the original law. And uh, the EPA is the Environmental Protection Agency is the poster child for this. Uh, They've been schwacked hard uh, uh, recently by the Supreme Court, both on the groundwater ruling and um, um, also carbon emissions. But the the EPA is the poster child for this fourth branch of government. But it just goes on. But the the pistol brace uh, ATF put out a public comment period. comment period closed and then they put out the their regulatory guidance and the supreme court found uh, that hey what you just put out what didn't even remotely resemble what you put out for the public comment period so they got schwacked pretty hard on that but they're they're at it the they're busy bodies they will never give up they will never stop so that's the fourth branch of government the fifth branch of government is the unlawful um marriage of um big tech uh, federal law enforcement of uh, federal intelligence, and I'll go into this a little bit more. This is really the foundation to the pervasive uh, surveillance state. Um, I really think there's two things that that because again, I, I've done a lot of these programs and operations. You always had to know your legal boundaries your legal framework you had to know it better than your lawyers why because you were the one on the blame line you were the one who was going to go to jail if things went south so you had to know these things far better than your lawyers and uh i think there's two things where my uh my former colleagues uh, inside of government both as civilians uh, career civilians and uh, uniform but also the support contractors which we couldn't get job work done without them um, but the, um, 
I think it's the I think it's the 2013 Smith Moot update, uh, which took Cold War era propaganda uh, created to face outward toward foreign audiences, uh, allowed it to be turned inward toward the American citizen, and also an implied element that if people didn't agree with it, there was potential criminality. Criminality. So this is where you got the. The iron-fisted response, even during the uh, even this is where you got the Fauci response. You know, if people are questioning the the, the where the va- virus came from, where the vaccine came from, uh, and its uh, its medical efficacy, you know, well, they're obviously uh, they're they're enemies of the state. So there's that. But I think the other aspect was this uh, the 2018 executive order. Uh, that that uh, President Trump signed, and I've I've had again I've I've ran a number of executive orders, uh, and I think it's the one on on elect foreign foreign interference in the election process, and I think that this one combined this is where it made. The FBI was allowed to cre- create the Foreign Influence Task Force, the Foreign Influence Task Force uh, under this executive order. And at the time, even I was, uh, I had just left office, but it sounded good, sounded like a good idea. And, but that's the problem. All these things start with good sounding ideas, but hey, foreign, foreign interference. And this is like, uh, uh, what was it, uh, September of 2018. Wow. Well, isn't that a good thing? Well, no, I think it's actually been weaponized against the American citizen. So anybody, and this goes back to Smith, the tie-in of Smith Moot, where you can turn that government-created information and aim it at the American people, and then the implied aspect that if people don't agree with it, that there's 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 they're of questionable affiliation, and that's where the foreign influence uh, executive order came into effect. So, um, uh, obviously, if you're questioning elections, you're you're obviously meddling with elections. Obviously, there must be a foreign influence, and it's again, it's always that specter of Russia, Russia, Russia when it's China, 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 China. So, so those two elements really helped lock down the fifth branch of government that unlawful that uh, that just uh, questionable draconian um, deep state that's developed uh, the marriage of federal law enforcement intelligence and big tech to censor uh, first of all surveil target and censor americans so that's the fifth branch of government the sixth branch of government are the nonprofits the IRS uh, 5013C um, nonprofits. Uh, I'm all for nonprofits and the IRS regulation mm-hmm. on on that. Totally okay with that. Totally okay with that. I mean, there's a good reason for nonprofits, but again, it's these these nonprofits. There always has to be transparency and accountability. Transparency and accountability, and we're not seeing that. We're not seeing that. The the uh, you know universities are nonprofits. I'm all for I'm all for universities. I'm all for uh, uh, post K through twelve education. I'm, I think it's great. I think it's one of the most important elements of America. But transparency and accountability, the just the monstrous size of many of these universities and their endowments, which are really booked and filed as, as nonprofits, uh, it's really gotten out of control. 
really has gotten out of control. And the UPenn Biden Center, you know, uh, uh, I was able to get the uh, IRS Form 990 and uh, from uh, from uh, the UPenn Center, but uh, hey, it didn't say anything about this UPenn Biden Center. This is where Tony Blinken, now the Secretary of State, ran the 51 intelligence officer letter uh, from uh, the greatest election interference operation in history, uh, run out of a nonprofit, this mysterious UPenn Biden, uh, UPenn Biden Center, which can't get a straight explanation out of UPenn, the, the senior uh, nonprofit. What is this UPenn Biden Center? So this is what the book is about. It's the war, it's war Against the Deep State, forward by Ed Martin. Some absolutely wonderful, wonderful endorsements uh, uh, from General Flynn, uh, from uh, Sam Sorbo, uh, um, from uh, General Blaine Holt, from Ambassador Pete Hoekstra, from um, Ann Vandersteel. So appreciate the endorsements. And it's a great book about this development of the, uh, the where did the deep state come from? These th the fourth, fifth, and sixth branches, and then the creation. And that was part of this was creating the relationship with Silicon Valley for the mass surveillance programs that are now being used against the American citizens. And I have a federal filing. I just was reviewing the final wording of it. We're about to drop it. Cause I was one of those who was one of the most, uh, one of the most um, uh, censored on Twitter for some reason, but great being with you. Check me out. The war against the deep state.com colonel Rhett john substack getter and truth we'll see you next episode